This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a whole nother episode of Says Who. You get me and Maureen two times a week if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And in fact, this coming Sunday, you get a very special episode where we talk about Maureen's upcoming book. So get in on that ground floor so you can hear about the book, which Maureen will tell you about even more now in her ad about books. Books. You can also... Get Says Who merchandise at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Books. Okay. I think we're done with the ads now. Oh, okay. Reading! Okay. Am I supposed to say more? Well, I mean, you have a book coming out in a week and Why a don't half. we talk about it in the app? Okay. It sounds good. All right. It's fine. All right. We can do that. Do you want to do that? I mean, that's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, this is usually the time you talk about books, but it's fine. It's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. Maybe people want something different. To mix it up. Do people like change? People are notoriously love change. Oh, yeah. Change is everyone's favorite. Yeah. Love it. Oh, just switch stuff around. Make it so I can't. I can't anticipate what's going to happen. Exactly. Take away the one routine I have. Take away the foundation. Take away the thing I was counting on. Why you just fuck around with stuff? Yeah. It's okay. Everyone loves it. Books. All right. Uh, hey, Maureen. Hey. Hey, you're, um, it's time to get started but you're you just you're you're shuffling a lot of papers over there i know that uh just just hang on okay post it make copies make copies of what of what okay Okay. i mean maybe that could wait an hour or so what does this mean what does this post it mean dan it clearly says make copies says make copies yeah so make copies of what well what was it on oh my head well my hand that, my okay. hand. It was on the desk. Many hands make light the work. Well, Maybe why? That's what it's saying. What? No, it says make copies. Okay. But of what? Of what? What does it mean? What does the post mean, Dan? Things are going well. I found these halves of post its with numbers on them. Okay. What does it mean? What are seems, these numbers? Things okay. seem like they're going good. I have a list. Uh-huh. Look, I have these checklists. See? Okay. Let's see. Let's see if you're on there, Dan. Okay. Uh, this content plan. Your says who? There it is. There. See? Okay. Okay. Well, that's great. what. Let's do that then. Okay. I'll lay down for a minute. No, 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 no. Good night. Oh boy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's an organizational strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. Maureen, you seem a little uh, tense. Dan. Yeah. A couple things going on right now. Okay. 
we record this on Monday. Yeah, we are a day early today. A day early. So we don't know what happens on Tuesday. Nobody tell us. <laughs> no spoilers, you jerks. Um, because uh, tomorrow morning we have a green card interview. That is... It's a big thing. exciting. Yes. We have a couple things coming up then, but the the biggie is... It's, I feel like we're in the shoot for a lot of stuff. To- yeah, you are. You are shooting. Tomorrow morning... 10 a.m. we have our green card interview, which requires us bringing every document that we have ever looked at in our lives. Yeah. I've already printed out 850 pages, (gasps) and I still have a lot more to do. You have to be able to just show them anything that they want to see. And what are the kinds of things that they want to see? They want proof that the two of you are married and cohabitate, I'm assuming? So... First of all, the number of forms you have to fill out is just an alphabet soup of stuff. Yeah. So they're like, bring your I-485s and your Z-690,000s and your... So we just have all of those. Yeah. Uh, Birth certificates, marriage certificates, um, tax returns, leases, bills, um, uh, just an absolute metric ton of documents on his end. Lots and just lots of proof of who like your relationship right so for example i get to bring weird stuff because for i i books that reference him that i've written wow uh, like i can bring I, i'm like i'm bringing it all like here you you want this you got it uh, i've had to dig up bank records that show when we first had a joint it was but oh tons of photographs like you have to bring all the photographs you can of that document your relationship and in this age of digital photos, do you have to print them and have physical copies? or Some can you people bring... do. Like, they like yeah. you to bring an album. Wow. Um, but I'm we're going to make a digital album. Okay. And maybe uh, we can maybe put it on a flash drive or something. Right. Or just... But yeah, you have to bring a lot of photos. You should set it to music. I'm sure people do. A little slideshow. We've watched some videos of what people... Um, have gone through like what they do. They like it if you print photos, apparently. There's something according to one YouTube video I saw. Um, we are probably not going to print I like we're just going to have to make a big old digital album. Yeah. But turns out some of my photos from uh before this computer didn't upload to this one. So we are in the living room, he's rebooting my old computer to dig out photos oh, so that we can make Christ. like a it's a really big thing. Um and then, um, so you have to have, like be able, they can answer you, they can ask you crazy questions too. Yeah. Like what color are the curtains in your kitchen? Or wow, do you uh, describe the arrangement of your bedroom furniture? But wait, how would they know? Well, they can do it. They can. I don't think they do it that often, but they can take you into separate rooms to see if you give the same answer. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I asked, we were going through with some of them and I, I I said, what color are the kitchen curtains? And Oscar looked up and was like, he looked, so was so puzzled. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, we don't have any. We don't have kitchen curtains. We just have a blind. Jesus. Uh. Then he's like, the, the, he thought the bedroom curtains are gray. I'm like, they're seafoam green. So apparently you can have discrepancies, like clearly that, you know, if they're if you disagree on what color something is exactly, like yeah. they're like it's common for people to have 
you know, misremembered. I don't think we're going to get pulled into two separate rooms. Yeah. But they can. I forget. There's a name for that kind of interview where they take you into two separate rooms to see if you give the same answers about describe where you met, describe the food at your wedding, describe. um, There's one that was one potential question. Did anyone get drunk and disorderly at your wedding or do something (laughs) embarrassing? Wow. I was like, I think kind of my mom's friends got deep into the wine bar and I think they were getting a little handsy, but like, I don't know. (laughs) I was kind of working the room. I didn't know what the food was. I was like, I know we had food, right? but I don't really remember what it was. I don't think I ate. Yeah. I was just walking around the room. So I remember we had desserts in jars. Then when we got married, we decided to do it. And then we were like, okay, we're just doing it. And we went to a caterer. They're like, you have to go to these caterers that work. With. We got our reception was at Housing Works Bookstore, which is a charity AIDS. Uh, it's an AIDS related charity bookstore okay. in Soho. It's beautiful space. And so all the proceeds go to AIDS related charities. And it's a gorgeous space inside of a bookstore that like all the books are still out. They just push everything back and it's uh-huh. beautiful. But they only work with a couple caterers. They're like, just pick one. And we're like, this one seems good. It was down on 7th Street, unfortunately closed during COVID. We go down, they cook us all this food. And they're like, we're like, this is nice food. We like it. And they're like, okay, like, what would you like us to make? And we're like, this was good. This food is nice. And they're like, seriously? And we're like, could we have three stations? One, uh, apparently we had curry. We had okay. a curry station, a tiny burger station, and like a station of vegetarian foods, like salads and all kinds of things that you could add to your like substantial salads. Yeah. So you could make a plate of like little burgers and fries and curries and salad. Like you could make, I like well, little foods fun. that you could make into a meal and graze on. So we had little stations around. Okay. And then for dessert, we had little, I was like anything in jars, pies in jars, like, like put, it was like key lime pie in a jar and like all kinds Ooh. of stuff like that. But it was like lots of little things you could eat. And we we're like the bar, just blow it out, bring everything. All the bar, I'll, I'll call anybody once. Um, but I had no memory of what the food was. Also, yeah. they said some people come in and they plan out the menu meticulously a year in advance. I'm sure. And they they decide every single little garnish or thing. And they're like, we've never met anyone like you that was just like, this seems fine. <laughs> Do what you can. <laughs> and we're like, we're sure it'll be fine, whatever you do. Yeah. But now so, you have to have committed it all to memory. They were great, I have to say. They were amazing. And like everybody, everybody had a good time at our wedding. It was one of those weddings where I think everybody was like, this is really fun. So that was nice. Well, I just go. don't remember what the food was. It's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna I made, I'm gonna provo- I'm gonna I'm gonna approve your green card anyway. I made up my vows on the spot. Oh. I think I was swearing. Okay. I it wasn't a, Oscars were beautiful. And mine was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Anyway, I was accused of running at one point. Rent. You were accused of running because we got married in the park and the ladies pavilion. So you actually rent out a spot in Central Park. Yeah. And you get it for an hour. Okay. And you come down this path. So mm-hmm. I hired this wedding coordinator that just does weddings in Central Park. That's basically like, I'll fire, file the paperwork with the parks department and I'll show up in the day to guide people. 
Okay. And then they kind of had me on this path and she's like, come down here. And I was like, no problem. And I basically started to jog down the path. They're like, slow down. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm getting down there. Whee! Rocky arms over your they head. They could not get me to, to behave with any sense of decorum. <laughs> That's weird. Seems really out of character for you. They, I, they kept trying. And I was like, look. Oh, look. You're, you're dealing you, with Maureen Johnson You're here. dealing with me. And then we walked through the park and my friend Kate and her little five-year-old daughter, Zoe, she was five at the time, was my bridesmaid. And we just walked all around the park and took pictures. And then we stopped by this. I had to just remember all this, Dan. And we stopped by this, the Boathouse Cafe. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm buying everyone. Like, I was like, let's, I, I guess I had my purse on me or something. I'm like, fries for everybody. Let's get fries and sodas and, and shit. And then I bought Zoe a chocolate ice cream. I'm like, hey, Zoe, you want ice cream? She's like, I want chocolate ice cream. And Kate gave me this looked far too late. I was like, chocolate ice cream for the child. <laughs> and so I got her a big thing of chocolate ice cream. It set it down. She immediately dropped it on her of white course. dress, like within seconds. And Kate was like, it's fine. Like, I was like, yeah, the child wanted chocolate ice cream. I, they're like, did you have a cake? I'm like, I don't think we had a cake. The only cake I got was for my friend Holly's son, Sebastian, who has really, really serious allergies. Okay. So I sent someone to a special bakery to get him his own dessert. Uh-huh. And so I made sure that there was one dessert, Mark Sebastian, that he could eat. Because I was like, I do not want a four-year-old boy turning up at this event and having nothing sweet to eat. I am envisioning this interview tomorrow. There's going to be a point where you are so deep into the wedding story. Can we try it now? Can we? Be, well, I think we've been doing no, it No, no, no. I want you to try. Just ask me some questions about stuff. Let's do this. Let's practice. Okay. All right. Uh, so can you describe the dessert that you had at your wedding? Please? I don't know if I ate or not. I'll be honest with you. I think it was, in, it was in a jar. I think I said I wanted to make key lime pie in a jar. So I probably ate that. I guess. I don't know. Someone said we had cupcakes, but I do not think we did. I have no recollection if we had cupcakes. Yeah, ma'am. Uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, okay. I'll tell you what I also got. Oh, because I went around and I bought shit for um, like weeks and collected it. And I went to craft stores because we had a bunch yeah. of kids coming. And so I bought all okay. this crafting stuff for the kids, like markers oh. and crayons and pens and like twisty things. And, yeah. and I set up these chi- giant ma'am. tables so the kids could make ma'am. make shit. And then drop it down because there was like these balconies above and they could be like, we made shit. And then, and Ursula made me like four little booklets during the wedding. It was really. hmm? Uh, It's, it's, it's fine. We just, we just have a little box where we just write cake. I don't think we had cake. We didn't cut a cake or anything like that. We didn't do cake. Okay. We didn't do cake. That's fine. I didn't want to do that because, you know, like that whole, the wedding industrial complex, man. The second you say wedding, everything triples in price. And frankly, no one likes what that. What time looking. is our next appointment? No one likes the wedding cake. It's honestly, it's always not that good. It can occasionally be good, but it's often not. People just want some kind bump? of weird dessert, you know? If you could have shit in jars and as many little jars as you want. It's not like you get one piece of cake and then you're left hanging out there with your balls hanging out in the wind. Listen, you just get, you want 10 this, jars? I think we just let them have jars. it. As many jars as you want. What was the next uh, question? Um... What color are the drapes in your kitchen? Another thing that we got that my friend Paula uh, made us was uh, he, she got us cocktail napkins that said, I hate the wedding industrial complex. And those were the bar napkins we put out. I need okay. to find those. Do you know where I put them? Um, I have my bouquet. <gasps> Should I bring my bouquet? I'll fucking a, bring my bouquet. It's in a box. Do you want to see it right now? No, it's fine. 
Where do you think I put my I wedding believe, stuff? Uh, it's probably in a box marked wedding. That's where most people put them. I have the bouquet. Okay. You want to see it? No, it's fine. You know what? You get I'm gonna a show card. It to you. It's great. We're good. I'm oh, going to show boy. it to you. Hold on. I have oh, the no. We've Hold now on. moved between role playing and reality. Hold on. Oh, I know that we're ever getting Maureen back. Hold on. There's a big thing here. She's gone. Uh -oh. I'm just looking at her oh. empty chair and I'm there's hearing her candles. very distantly. That's the sis who. Oh, here's my foot massager. Oh, boy. She's never coming back, I don't I think. Oh, How man. dope would it be if I turned up with this, Dan? Look at this. Look at this. Box. What does it say? Uh, wedding bouquet. Clearly labeled. Oh, my. That's a real... You found your, like, <laughs> dead relative in the attic clutching that. I know, right? Yeah. It's, it has a nice smell. I bet. It has a very pleasant... I'm sure it's nice. It's it very, very flat. It's a well, flat yeah. box. Well, I I mean, I, I kind of had to... When it dried, it kind of got flat. But I can straight up bring the shit. You know what? I endorse that. Roll in with that for sure. <laughs> I think that's a great move. You want proof? I brought fucking proof, motherfucker. I like that they're going to be like, ma'am, you just described the size of your apartment. And you mean to tell me that you've devoted space to this dead collection of dry flowers? Isn't it nice, though? I mean, I guess. It, it really is a very pleasant smell. I'm sure. It's like you just opened up a box of potpourri. Yeah, but it doesn't stink bad like potpourri does. Okay. Found my foot massager. All right. Well, great. Listen. I have a lot of bags of dirt oh, in my closet. Oh, the other day I had to Wait, have Oscar what? take potting soil. Oh, I don't okay. I don't have a shed or anything, Dan. So <laughs> I keep my myriad garden supplies in my office closet. I have so much shit in there. Um, but also the other day I went up to Oscar and I said, I want you to take all these rocks outside and hide them. And he said, what's that? And I said, these rocks, take them outside. And he's like, why do you have a bag of rocks? And I was yeah, like, because I stole question. them from outside to put in the base of my plants. But I threw those plants away and now I have these rocks. <laughs> so you got to take these rocks back outside and hide them where I found them other so they won't know that I stole the rocks from outside. So you... Tell anybody you have a bag of my rocks. I'm giving them back where I found them. So technically, I just borrowed the rocks. Besides, who even owns the rock? By I don't know. At the end know. of this interview, they're giving Oscar the green card plus. <clears throat> like, here you go. And by the way, we don't have kitchens, uh, kitchen curtains. No, that's fine. We have a rolling blind. Okay. And you can't unroll it because it won't roll back up again. It'll just go and then fall off the wall. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. No reason oh to ever boy. roll the blind down in the in the kitchen because we're so far up no one can see us. Except for the people that go by in uh probably maybe some airplanes. Jetpack. People in jetpacks, um, I encourage them to look in. Yeah, I was gonna say jetpack guy flies by, he gets whatever he sees. I wanna meet jetpack people. Yeah. Free show for the jetpack. Do you think I should bring this dried bouquet? Yes. Without a doubt. Bring the dried bouquet. Walk in holding it. 
It's very fragile. And say that first and then go, and so am I. Do you want to see our wedding photos? That's the cake I got. I bet they see some crazy shit in these interviews. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. Some one one potential question is what kind of toothpaste do you use? And we're like, what? Oh, toothpaste, whatever's on sale. I don't know. Like whatever's around. Something wow. in a tube comes in a tube. T-O-O-B, tube. <laughs> well, Maureen Johnson, because. And then, Dan, hmm. after this interview. Yeah. We then prepare to go to England. Yeah. And in between then, a, I have a book coming out. away. Green card thing, book comes out halfway through that, then on a plane to England. Boom. Baller. Plus, I'm supposed to be writing full time through all of that, Dan. I'm falling. And I have two events to do. And so everything is happening. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this is the summer of Johnson. We've already established this. I'm so done it makes with, sense. I'm done with the summer of Johnson. It's all coming up for you. I keep having to write to my web person and say, hi, can you add another page to my website? I'm really sorry. <laughs> Do you pay your web person? Oh, yeah. To maintain a website? Yeah, I, I pay her whenever you, she has to, obviously. You probably her. don't need to apologize. Yeah, but. It's the, like their job. She It'd be weird to, if you were like, could you run and grab my laundry or something? She has to keep adding graphics to these all these pages to like because there's a, like a big array page of all the books and yeah. what if they ask me how many books i have out i don't know i keep forgetting I, to count and i don't know how to count them i mean i don't think they will it seems like it doesn't relate oh, heavily. I, oh it does because i have oh. to prove my um my income and my work status ah so yeah. i have to prove like if some like that oscar isn't here just you know eating our beans, stealing our flags. Right. Um, although he has been working here for quite some time now. Yeah, but that's legal. He's it's totally a, legal. He's on a visa. But they may be like, you're a writer. Prove it. Prove it, you stupid head. Prove it. Everybody says they're a writer. And I'll be like, you want proof? You should bring in every book. You want proof? Bring in, bring in your dry bouquet and every book you've ever written. Oh. <sighs> What if I rolled up with like a cart? Like yeah, one of those like cr- a hand cart. Mm-hmm. Just like. I, I'm bringing, I am bringing two books. You should bring your bed. My, our bed? Really? Yeah. They do ask it. about the bed. This is our bed. What's we the brought size? It, so what you can size see. is your bed? What you can si- see that there's a Maureen shaped indentation and an Oscar shaped indentation. They can, they can ask you what side of the bed you sleep on. I believe that. Then there, we have a whole thing because, according to Oscar, I switch when we travel. Oh, I'm, interesting. I'm apparently very particular. Well, I mean, when you travel, beds are oriented all kinds of wild ways. I know, and Anything I'm like, well, goes. now I got to figure out what side I want to sleep on. You should go into all of that with them for sure. Oh, they don't know what they're about to get into. With yeah, me. this is. I'm ready. But there's a wave of green card interviewers. Quitting in the New York region. So anyway, then 
Well, we didn't really have like a ceremony per se. My friend Jason did it and he actually forgot to file the paperwork. So we had to run around, (laughs) make sure that he could legally marry us. Maybe I don't say that. I'm pretty sure we're legally. Janice and I got married, uh, a city hall wedding held at the Chicago Cultural Center once a month. You for 10 bucks, you can get married in this very beautiful space. You get 15 minutes or something like that. And they kind of run a million people through. And uh, so you go in and you get married and you walk out and they hand you your marriage certificate and you leave. And I opened it later and we were the Hernandezes. Oh. We've been handed the wrong marriage certificate. I had to go to City Hall the next day and get the right marriage certificate. I was denied a birth certificate once by the city of Philadelphia. Uh, because they said that my my name wasn't Maureen Johnson. Because oh. uh, my they this was when I was a teenager, we were getting it. And the person was like, well, because you weren't married at the time of your wedding. And my mom said, we most certainly were. We'd been married for four years when she was born. And they're like, well, no. So it turns out that on Philadelphia, because I was born at 5.52 in the morning then. Okay. This fact matters. All right. Because it turns out there was another Maureen Johnson born in Philadelphia before 4.52 a.m. on the day I was born. And that screwed up. So her parents weren't married. And so there was this whole thing with like legal last names or whatever. And so they were pulling the file on her instead of me. Because, uh, yeah, she got there a little bit before I did. It's like you have a real evil twin. Yeah, born right before me. Wow. What if this person is like exclusively a nonfiction writer for elderly adults? What if this person works, is is a Republican operative? Yeah. Has a podcast called Says Me. (laughs) In which they exclusively talk about how great Rudy Giuliani, how sober and gas-free Rudy Giuliani is. (laughs) What a together guy he is. What if she, I bet she doesn't have a bouquet in a box. Her co-host is Sam Dinker. (laughs) That took me a minute, but now I'm happy. You're in there. You're in there. Dan, do I seem ready for this? You sure seem stressed out about it. I will give you that. And it's just I that think that it's that whole many spinning plates feeling right yeah, now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you have a lot going on. And this is a major thing that has been in the works for a very long time that a lot rides on. I got a book to write. Yeah, I will say that little, that that part, little trip to Snake Lake really helped. I bet. Because it was just three days purely away from just just thinking about it and being in a different space. Yeah. Really helped. Yeah. And talking to my friends about it, just like sitting there by the fire going, but what if I did this and getting, you know, it was good. It was good. I saw that oh, snake. You're set. Everyone swam after that. Including you? Oh, no, I was gone. Oh. But they were, they got into Snake Lake. And did anyone get eaten? No, they all came back. Well, there you go. Yeah. See, no problem. They were all at the wedding. I should call them. Do you want to talk to my friends? They were at the wedding. There you go. Just have them on speakerphone the whole time. Walk in and be like, my friends are on speaker. They'll describe the wedding to you. They can tell you anything you need to know. She had a lot of desserts and jars. It'll be fine. Anyway. 
Are we talking about the news? I don't want to. We're not talking about the news, Maureen Johnson. Because the news sucks. Cool. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. We are not going to talk about the news. In addition to the fact that we are recording uh, a day early, which means inevitably tomorrow is the day that Rudy Giuliani gets arrested or something, right? (laughs) Without a doubt. But it won't be anything connected with Trump. It'll be we're like trying to break into Dave and Buster's or something. It, he'll 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 have stolen somebody's shoes. I and want put the them big, on his hands and go running foam off. Finger. <laughs> Who doesn't want a big foam finger? I could definitely see Rudy Giuliani getting arrested in a Dave and Buster's. Oh yeah, that was one of the places I took Oscar when he first came to America. I'm like, I'm going to give you a crash course in America. And I took him directly to Dave and Buster's. Oh, just open with that story and they will just stamp a flag right on whatever piece of document you need. And I'm like, that's right. We wish like, everyone was as proud of American as you, more like, stand up saluting. I'm like, you've got some shit to learn, my son. <laughs> Things Oscar didn't know when he first moved to America. This is a legitimate thing that happened at Five Napkin Burger one day. So we're, we went to five nap. It's a rest. Do you not have five napkin burger? That is the actual name of the restaurant. Yeah. It's a chain. It's called five napkin burger. Five napkin burger. Cause it's so juicy. It's like, you need that is gross. I know, but it's called five napkin burger. Like why not just call like you're going to puke burger. They're very nice burgers. Okay. It's nice. And they have a very good veggie. I haven't been there here. I, I haven't been there in a long time, but. So, you know, a good veggie burger. Okay. Um, but we're looking at the menu. I will never forget this, Dan. It makes me laugh so hard. So he's like, well, I want to get an appetizer. So something healthy. Um, I'll get this. Wait, wait. back up. Uh-huh. You're at a place called Five Napkin Burger. Yeah, that's right. And Oscar's initial move mm-hmm. is... I would like an appetizer, perhaps a starter for my meal. Do you would you, do you have some sort of amuse bouche? Again, this is a man who ordered a raw a, yeah. a, a rare steak and a chili's. Like okay. so, he's like, let's look at the start. Well, it's like all fun appetizers. Okay, it's like it's classier than chili's. Okay, it's like a step up. It's like okay. fancy chili's. You know, like ah, oh, nice fun. It's fancy chili's called. Five napkin burger. Yeah, and it has like a nicer atmosphere. It has like a kind of white tiles and. Oh, I feel uh, like you're making all of this. No, up right it's now. a real place. So he's like, "Oh, spinach artichoke dip. That sounds healthy and light." And I was like, "Wait, no, 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 no." And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Not the spinach artichoke dip," because he's like, "It's spinach and artichokes." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. It's just butter and cheese." And he's like, "But it's called spinach and artichoke dip." And I was like, it's just cheese. It's just cream cheese with butter in it. And so he's mystified. So then he gets his burger, which of course is giant. And he's like, five napkins, I've heard. I and he I guess he he wanted dessert. He's like, I I want a small dessert. So he got the brownie sundae. Oh. Yeah, that now, sounds small. Now he's thinking a little, a tiny brownie with a little tiny scoop of ice cream on it. Yeah, this is going to be a quarter sheet pan sized brownie oh, with a like massive a soft dish. serve on top. Sunday yeah. dish crushed, filled with crushed brownies. Yeah. Five scoops of ice cream. This also include this whole bit in the uh, 
in the interview tomorrow. So then he was like, spinach artichoke dip, because that sounds nice and light like a salad. And I had to explain that it's just Velveeta and dreams. And and I feel like the larger thing to explain is you don't walk into a place called Five Napkin Burger wanting something nice and light. Like, literally, they should just name it the Grease Trap. Mm -mm. It's much nicer than that, Dan. It's fancy chilies. If it's fancy, why did they name it Five Napkin Burger? It's that's the grossest name of any restaurant I've ever heard of. And I've eaten at a I've eaten at a hot dog place called Fun in the Bun. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, he just learned about American food. I took him to Dave and Buster's. I took him down the Jersey Shore. Man. Um. He's been to Wawa. There you go. Um. He said I took him to a water park. <laughs> He's done more American things than I have. I've I've really tried. I, I did take him to Disney World eventually. There you go. Um, so I've tried to, you know, I've tried to introduce him to our culture and he's introduced me to theirs. There you, you know go. What? You're set. You all are set. Should I talk? Tell the immigration person about the rare steak of chilies? Definitely. We're also preparing for this trip to England, Dan, and I will tell you, I am nervous. But we what have. Are you, what are you nervous about? Going anywhere, Dan. Yeah. Leaving the house. Yeah. Leaving my dog. Yeah. Getting on a plane. Yeah. Going to a country where the COVID numbers are much higher than here, even yeah. some places. Where we're going, the numbers are higher than in New York. Okay. Um, staying in a hotel for a night. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. Like getting on a plane, to, getting on an international flight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you put it all like that. It's going to be fine, but it's incredibly nerve-wracking. Yeah. I have a stupid, I have stupid questions like, you know, when we fly back and the flight's about eight, you know, seven hours back. Yeah. You're about on the plane between seven and eight hours. Can we drink? Right, because you'll need to take your mask down. I think they have food and beverage, like they have food and beverage service of some kind, but I'm like, right. I, I'm always thirsty. I'm like, am I going to be able to drink? I don't know. Like, how do I, how do I drink? <laughs> it's stupid. It's a stupid question, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. But the, like, I, I watched the videos they sent of, because they send you a pre-flight pack now. It's like, here's oh, wow. all the things you have to do, because for international stuff, you have to do things. Right. To fill out your passenger locator form and sign up for these tests on the other side and all this stuff. But they're like, here's the medical kit you get on the plane. You know, masks and wipes and lotions and things. They show them, there's a video of them scrubbing the plane and then spraying it with stuff right. between every flight. I watched that, like, fascinated. <laughs> um, I watched the little video about how, how, they're how they check you in without touching anything. Wow. Nervous. Yeah. I I will say I think I said this on um on the this week's bonus episode, but I have friends that are very like road warrior level travelers. Flight fly constantly, you know, have global services level, you know, club level in on United and shit like that. And um they pretty much all of them stopped 
over the course of 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 the pandemic, but have you know kind of begun some of them more than others uh, begun it. But all of them are essentially all of them are like I actually feel really good in the airplane. Like I'm not particularly, the airplane's fine. Yeah, like their their whole thing is like I'm not. I'm not worried about the airplane. I understand how the airflow works and the changes they made and all of this stuff. I'm worried about the airport. Yeah, that's the one where they're all like, that's the one I feel less good about. I'm worried about the airport. And I'm worried about everything. I'm like, when we get there, like, where do we eat? Because right. we're not, we're not fucking eating indoors. Like, so we're, we're like, the, um, I'm booking the hotel at the airport. And I'm like, do you want breakfast? I'm like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to put breakfast on because I'm not going in there and eating breakfast. Like, Right. I'll buy a breakfast and take it back to the room to eat it, but like I right. won't. It's just weird stuff. Yeah. I I'm gonna go to a different country where all the rules are different. Yeah. And COVID is everywhere. <laughs> it's fine. I'm gonna buy a couple more of those tests. Yeah. Buy next now. Stuff of fill a fill a suitcase with them. I'm probably gonna bring maybe four. I love that shit. I own so many of those boxes. I'm ready. Yeah, I wonder if you can buy them in bulk. <laughs> probably. It's probably some online retailer that you can buy a case. <sighs> anyway. Maureen Johnson. What? You're stressed out. I'm not stressed. You I just seem... Go, I just am thinking about a lot of things, Dan. So it's a... Let's not, let's not talk about the news. I, I don't want to talk about the news. The whole day we have planned to not talk about the news because the news fucking sucks right now. Let's all acknowledge that right now is fucking a nightmare from sea to shining sea for any number of reasons. And so what we had planned on before we got into our green card interview that lasted 40 minutes is uh, to take a step back from the news to focus on things that have gotten us through, that have brought us joy, culture we've consumed, everyday things that we do, that sort of thing. Little Maureen and Dan's Culture Club. I really liked Culture Club. When Me I was too. A kid. Oh, I love. Did you ever read the, the Boy George George autobiography? It's a great oh. read. Maureen Johnson. I have a signed copy of the Boy George autobiography. Really? Yeah. Take it like a man. Oh, this is a good book. Yeah, I have the I. Uh, my friend Larry was in. It came out in England way before it came out in the U.S. Ooh. And uh, my friend Larry brought me back one from England. And then Boy George was on a book tour, and I waited in line with the British version and got a signed copy. Yeah, that's a fun read. It is. Yeah, I loved Culture Club. He's some I, I, which. I think may, many people might be like, Dan, the punk guy likes Culture Club, but there's a lot of overlap in what he was. Oh, yeah. I mean, the level of wild sort of transgressive stuff that he was doing back in fucking 1982 is mind boggling. Yeah. Honestly. Anyway. It's a fun read. It is. You a want fun to find read. out about a, he, he was living in basically a rundown building, like some sort of dilapidated old mansion with a bunch of other art artist, musician types. Yeah. And he had, he made this like room that was like collaged and they've had, they would, they, Oh, it was, it was cool. 
It was cool stuff. It was wild. It was wild. But Maureen Johnson. What? What's some shit that you've seen, read, done, listened to? Well, this morning I was washing some clothes in my bins. Well, I mean, I don't mean that. I mean, what stuff you've consumed lately that's great that you want to tell other people about? I'm reading a lot, Dan. Yeah, what are you reading? Right now, well, actually, I have, a, I have three books I have to read by tomorrow. Um, cause I have, I have a bunch of events for other okay. people's books. So okay. I have a bunch of reading to do and because they're new books, sometimes I don't get them until sort of the last minute. Yeah. So then I have to read them really fast. Um, but right now I'm reading Tana French's book, the likeness, which is a mystery from, I forget what year it was published, but it's not recent, but it's really good. Um, and I am, I mean, I got books everywhere. Books. Well, but what, not what books are you required to read right now? What no, have you read like, that you have enjoyed that what, has stuck with you? I'm really, uh, that, well, well, that's the one I'm reading at this exact second that I really like. Um, I am, what are we watching? Oh, well, of course, what we do in the shadows is back. Yeah. The greatest television show. The American version. Yeah. And, um, Wellington Paranormal, which is the spinoff of that, is great. Of the New Zealand version. That's not a spinoff. That is the New Zealand version. Right. Well, so, it's it's a spinoff of the New Zealand movie. Right. Wellington yeah. Paranormal is a spinoff of... So, okay. What We Do in the Shadows was originally <laughs> a movie. If you haven't seen it, it's the greatest. Like, it's so good. It is amazing. Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement made it. It's about three vampires that live together as roommates um, and just the kind of day-to-day bullshit they have to deal with being yeah. vampires um, in New Zealand. The spinoff show takes place in America. It's based on the same concept. It's just been, there's yeah. a different cast. But Taika and Jermaine do appear in the show occasionally. Oh. Um, and... Particularly, I think, in the last episode of season two, which is the Vampire Council episode, which is, I think, maybe the single greatest television episode that's ever been filmed. Wow. It has the most amazing cast. Did you ever see it? The, no. This, oh, no. my God. Uh, I watched the I watched the original film and then uh, only a couple episodes of the U.S. one. Oh, my God. They get all the vampires and stuff from Staten Island get called up in front of the Vampire Council. Who it's they got this amazing cast. Taika, I think, is in it. Um, Tilda Swanton is in it. Wow. Uh, Pee Wee Herman <gasps> is one of them. Um, they have Wesley Snipes in there on a Skype call that keeps going out. <laughs> so he's supposed to be in the council, but he's on a Snipe. He's Wesley Snipes. The vampire is on it, but it like his Skype keeps going in and out. Um, they, it's this unbelievable. I think Rachel Evan Wood is one of the vampires. Wow. They it's like all celebrities, but like cool vampire sort of related. Or Tilda Swanton is just great because she's Tilda Swanton. Yeah. Um, are in this as the Vampire Council? It is one of the funny. It's it's so good. Clearly everyone loves like the show and Taika and was like, just, he got yeah, all we'll these people it. to be in it. So um, the show is great, but 
Wellington Paranormal yeah. is based on the police officers that come and visit the vampire's house in New Zealand. And they're super polite. Like no matter what happens when people are flying around, they're like, okay, well, if you could just keep it down. So those characters, those two actors yeah. have their own show in which they are assigned the paranormal duties in Wellington and they're just super polite and they keep just trying to solve paranormal crime through excessive politeness <laughs> and um, incredibly, n because other police forces, a lot of times, how do I put this? Not a different, it's they're super polite and they like uh, paperwork. So they're okay. just like, they just kind of go in and they're like, okay, well, you know, uh, what you're doing right now isn't really safe for you or for anyone. So we'd really like it if you wore your seatbelt and uh, drove a little more slowly and maybe don't honk your horn as loud because that could really disrupt someone who's trying to drive. So it's great. It's a great show. That's fun. I have also been consuming New Zealand television. We just finished the Taskmaster? second season of New Zealand Taskmaster. Is the last one out? The last or no. No, uh, the ninth one just came out. So there's one more. I sort and of know one of the cast members. Really? Guy. Guy. Oh, Guy. he's hilarious. Guy Montgomery. Guy Montgomery. He's part of a, an amazing podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time. And uh, he was supposed to come here. I was going to be on one of the episodes of uh, the one of the seasons. Uh, and then that was when we had Zelda and I had to rush her to the animal hospital oh. one day. And so I was like, Guy, I'm sorry. I got to go. But uh, I've met Guy on several occasions. And yes, he was going to come over. I made him all these chickpeas. I dropped the chickpeas uh, on the floor. Zelda ate all the chickpeas. Um, uh, but no, amazing. It's the greatest podcast. It's called The Worst Idea of All Time. Start it from the beginning if you can. The whole premise, I've been listening to them for years, is that they watch the same movie every week for a year. Oof. The first one is Grown Ups 2. <laughs> They never saw, they don't watch Grown Ups 1. They start with Grown Ups 2. Sure. Why then not? they do Sex in the City 2. Okay. Then they do one called We Are Your Friends, which is a kind of independent movie with Zach Efron. Okay. Then they do the original Sex in the City. And now they're doing one called, they're doing the Emmanuel series, which is this kind of oh, softcore porn yeah. series that ended up making, I guess, 30 films or TV films wow. like Emmanuel in Space and like all of, so. Um, I personally really love uh, the Grown Up series and the Sex and the City 2 series. Sex and the City 2 really almost breaks them. <laughs> that movie is two and a half hours long, and it is Oof. it is a terrible movie. Like, it's terrible in so many ways. It's so offensive. It's mm -hmm. so about capitalism and consumption and going to another country and being incredibly cultural- culturally insensitive not it's not part of the shtick of the movie right it just i, I don't know how i don't know why they made it it's so bad i think also, because of capitalism oh boy it is tough like it's a tough it's a tough watch and they watch it 52 times wow well taskmaster new zealand season two i was first introduced to taskmaster from you when we did one of these cultural episodes right before the 2020 election and me and Janice and the team powered through all of the British ones, mm -hmm. then started seeking out the various 
other country ones. We watched the not very good U.S. episodes. uh, We watched season one of New Zealand, which was good, but not great. But season two, honestly, is among the best seasons of Taskmaster that has ever been filmed. I I feel like they got I feel like they worked some stuff out in season two. Yeah. Like, I feel like they they kind of understood some of the dynamics a little bit better. The Taskmaster specifically in season one was quite wooden. And and yeah, he he seems a lot better. He is so much better. He gets the role. He is he is loose in a way that is good. Every like usually in Taskmaster, there's at least one person in the cast that you're sort of like, "Eh, that person's a little bit annoying. And this one, every single person is great. You want to hang out with all of them. They're Mm. all super different. It is has been so much fun from the very first episode till what will be the last one coming out this week, actually. And Paul, the assistant is amazing. Oh, he's the greatest. He is amazing. Just his delivery. Okay. Okay. Just the way he. Yeah. I cannot recommend. Yeah. Truthfully. And you can start with season two. You don't have oh, to yeah, see season yeah, one. Yeah. No. You understand the concept immediately. It's just these five celebrities. They get tasks they have to perform. Yeah. And every week they have to. And it's an ongoing competition. But it's so clever and so funny. Def, I would say start with season two of New Zealand. Yeah. It's but, great. Um, and you can just get it for free on YouTube. Just look. Thanks to to illegal uploaders. Yeah, I wish there was a way we could get it. Um, Yeah. I would pay to watch it for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It was was amazing. It is amazing how good it is. We also, and this was a recommendation from the teen, we have been watching I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Have you seen this? I've heard it's good. It is a sketch show on Netflix. Each episode is only like 16 minutes long, which is awesome because it just means like you can fit it in to your evening in weird spaces and it is so the way he got us to watch it was you know that guy in a hot dog suit meme it's from that Mm. and i was like oh okay um it is super cringe humor so if you don't like awkward situations it is uh not the right show but essentially every sketch is somebody is wrong and then they just keep digging into their wrongness and it is amazing. It is really, really funny. And one of my favorite things is that it is the kind of thing where you're like, oh, cool. We can watch that before we watch that other thing or before, you know, in between the other things we have to do. It fits really nicely into a life and is very funny. Um, I That's a bit on my list. And Oscar is like, I don't know. So I'm going to force him to watch. Come the on, beauty is, is it's really short. Like that was kind of the way he pitched it to us, which also I remember being like 16 and being like, I would like to share my culture with my parents and then realizing I am not sharing my culture with my parents. And uh, so it was very cute that he was like, I would like to share my culture with my parents. And then we liked it a lot as well. But his basic pitch was, look, it's 15 minutes. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> look. 15 minutes. It's not going to kill you. Look, I sit through your shit every day. Give me 15 fucking minutes. Taskmaster is so good. Yeah. I love Paul Williams. He's so good. Oh, you guys really just try even one episode and you'll see what we mean about how funny it is. It is so, so good. Um, Podcasts. I have been listening to a podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones, which is a 
the the second season is out right now. The first season, it is a history of country music podcast. The first season was sort of individual artists. The second season is this giant sort of epic scale look into uh, country legend George Jones and sort of the entire Nashville sound that grew up around him. And it is amazing and is a totally a podcast that I listen to. And I am like, I wish I could make something like this. It is so good. It is like, if you like music, uh, specifically, obviously country music. Uh, but if you are just interested in sort of music history and all of that, it is unbelievable. It is so good. And yeah, the second season is bananas. I'm going to look at my, cause I'm a big podcast listener. Um, okay. What have I have? Uh, it's a lot of true crime stuff. The bugle. I always love what the is history. That? It's a, uh, it's a news. It's a funny news. Ooh. It's with Andy Saltzman concept. It was Andy Saltzman and originally John Oliver. And then oh, when John wow. Oliver left to do his show, it's Andy Saltzman uh, with various guests that are great, including people like Nish Kumar, who I oh, love. Nice. Uh, let's see. Wicked words which is part of the Exactly Right Network, which is a true crime historical podcast about just crimes of the, more crimes of the past, not. Um, The Dollop, which is a funny history podcast, which I've listened to for years and I'm obsessed with. The History Chicks. Always great. I love the History Chicks. Um, Some sort of lesser, if you have Stitcher Premium, which I do, and I I got premium (laughs) just to listen to something called the Neighborhood Listen with Paul F. Tompkins and Nicole Parker, which is they play two people from the fictional town um, and they they take real posts from next door and they, they pretend that they're taking place in the town of Dignity Falls. Okay. And they have interviews with either the subject of the post or the person who posted it. Wow. So it's like, you know, those, those, those posts from next door. And they, then they have a comedian that plays the character of the person that the post is about. Um, and it's very, very funny. Amazing. So I love that one. I have a lot of crime though. I have to admit, like, I just, I was like, crime, 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 murder, murder, crime, crime, crime. I, uh, Right before we left town, I got, for the first time in years and years and years, I got a record player. Oh. Yeah, which has been great because it's meant that I have revisited a lot of old records. I am not not big on nostalgia, Maureen Johnson, Uh, but something about the lockdown has led me, especially with music, to listen to a lot of music that I have not listened to in a long time and uh, getting a record player has allowed me to listen to a lot of it. That is also not as easily accessible, but one thing that is easily accessible that a lot of people have not heard and honestly is one of the greatest, well, is an amazing band, but the singer of the band is one of the best songwriters I've ever heard in my life is the weaker thans. Are you familiar with Mm -hmm. them? They are a, uh, they are no longer a band. The singer is a guy named John K. Sampson, who still occasionally releases solo stuff, but hasn't in quite a while. Uh, they are from Winnipeg, Canada, and uh, they were around in the early 2000s, early to 
to mid 2000s. And they write, in my opinion, some of the greatest songs about like they capture the sort of emptiness of Midwestern summers better than anyone ever. And his songwriting is incredible. He has an entire song about uh, the main character of which is depressed, seems like he was in a breakup, won't leave his house. The whole song is written from the point of view of his cat. It is so good. They are amazing. They are amazing. That's amazing. Listen to the weaker thens because they they never got the attention they deserved, at least in this country. I think they are more minorly Canadian celebrities, but who isn't really? Right. When you get down to it in Canada. But yeah, the weaker thens, I've been semi obsessed with them lately. I've been listening to them constantly and hadn't listened to them in probably 10 years. I'm almost kind of Canadian a little bit. How does that work? My grandfather was Canadian. Oh, wow. He was from Nanaimo. Well, there you go. British Columbia. Then you're next in line for prime minister, I think. That's right. That's how it works. basically a Trudeau. What else? What else, Maureen? What have Uh, you been consuming? I don't know, Dan. Paperwork. No. Well, you should probably get back to it then. Do you want to see my bouquet again? Um, Yes. There it is. That's um it's just beautiful. Doesn't smell nice. I bet it smells good. I may bring it. Hey, you should. I really you should you know what? Do you still have the dress? Yeah. Wear the dress and bring the <gasps> w- carry the bouquet. Oh yeah. this is yeah. what I looked like. But also you should paint your face like a skeleton. You can be like, this is me in my wedding dress, but it's what I'd look like when I was dead. Like the flowers. I was storing all my documents in my bins earlier. I was was organizing them. Be careful, because what if you need to wash something and you don't notice and next thing you know. Dan, I washed. Don't wash anything in your bins. Dan, I already did the wash in my bins this morning, as I said, and then I dried them out and brought them into my office to use them as sorting trays for my documents that are inside of these protective plastic sleeves. So I literally stacked them in the bins and been like, these are ready to go. These are ones I need to add documents to. Man. Yeah. You're on it. Am I? It's going to be, they are going to talk about this meeting over at the old... INS offices for decades. I believe they see a lot of strange things in there. They can be like, remember that Maureen Johnson? That's back when Larry retired. He went, he didn't, he just went right, right out the window. Luckily, he had a parachute just <laughs> floated down to the ground and kept running. He just said, I'm close enough to my pension and walked out. I'm too old for this shit. I retire in two weeks. And then next thing they knew, the meeting went two weeks because you kept talking about the jars. Everyone, like, I wonder if I have a, I probably have a picture of those. Of the jar, I'm sure have, you have a picture I have of the to jars. Get all, I have to get all the wedding photos out after this. Oh, boy. All right. Well, on that note, Says Who is made possible by you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who 
our Patreon, where every Sunday you get an entire another episode of Says Who. And this Sunday's episode is special, specially devoted to your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village by none other than one Maureen Johnson, a book that is a true pleasure, a book that I just finished reading in one and a half nights and loved every minute of. Uh, so we are talking about that this Sunday at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is p- performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You could also join the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. And whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, September 15th for our next episode. Maureen Johnson, do you have any idea what that means? No. Next Wednesday, September 15th. Oh. We'll mark five years what? of this podcast. Seriously? I didn't realize it till I wrote the number down <sighs> in the notes and I double checked it. Very first episode, September 14th, 2015. We had appetizers in jars, too, according to these photos I just pulled up. Oh, boy. I have photos of the food. Oh, look at that. There's the burger station. Look at that. Um, okay. That's nice. You're going to pull out a box with a dried burger, aren't you? Uh, I have dried versions of all the food. I, I, Something amazing. So two readers oh that I've known for a long time. Uh, Sean and Kirsten came and assisted me that day and uh-huh. I allowed them to decorate the space in any way they wanted to. Okay. And so they printed out literally first they took old kind of dead stock books and made hand punched heart garland out of it uh-huh. and decorated it all. And then they also just printed out literally dozens of pictures of just stuff they knew I liked like David uh-huh. Bowie and Sherlock Holmes and Richard Ayoade and <laughs> like Gilda Rat, and they just literally put them in frames and hung them from every corner. Like for no reason, Mister Rogers would be sitting behind something. And then they printed out the first ten thousand names of my followers on Twitter. Wow! Onto individual like pieces of paper, cut them out into little tiny slips, and filled two giant mason jars with them. And um then put them on tables where the sign-in books were so that 10,000 Twitter followers came to the wedding. Stop leaving, (laughs) ma'am. This interview ended three hours ago. Your husband went home a long time ago. I'm going to put up some of these photos so you can see some of their amazing decorations because uh, they did an amazing job. But uh, yeah, look, looks like we had little, looks like some kind of, Ma'am, Hope. these other people in the room, they aren't even in your family. They're the next people for the interview. And there's our napkins that says, oh, burn down the bridal industrial complex. That's what they said. Ma'am. I'm ready. Please leave. Okay. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. We were two years into this podcast when I got married. Yeah.
There you go. So you should bring all two years worth of episodes before that. You could bring the episode where you talk about getting married. Is that is that one of hey, them? Listen, just listen to my pocket. It's an hour. Yeah, there's like 60 episodes, but just listen to all of them. I mention Oscar in every one. Oh, there's the chocolate ice cream that Zoe's about to drop on her lap. All right. It's time to wrap it up. Rappy, rappy. I'm ready, Dan. You're ready. I'm ready. No one has ever been more ready than you. <sighs> time to time to wrap it up. It's time to wrap it up. What do you think I had to make uh, copies of? I don't worry about it. From my office in New York City. Bye-bye. This has been Says Who. And Says Me by the other Maureen Jones.